0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد من الشيطان بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله فاتبعوني يحبكم الله ويغفر والله all the La, Ahadukum Akuna, This time of the year. Generally, the discussions all the time take place, or most of the time take place regarding the personality of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. <clears throat> On the one hand, the discussion of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, of his Mubarak life, of his great personality, this is something that no matter when it happens, how little or how much it happens, is a means of great fear and baraka, great blessings. But at the same time, a true lover of Rasulullah is not confined to any time and any place to discuss his beloved. Throughout the year, he would be forever remembering Rasulullah and time and again discussing him, time and again reminding himself and others about who Nabi was, what was his life, and how to try and get closer to his Mubarak self. In the hadith that we just recited, Nabi is reported to have said. Various narrations and various wordings of this hadith. In one narration, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam expresses it in this manner: that none of you is a believer. <coughs> now, the tone is very strong. Because there is nothing more beloved to a mu'min And nothing more precious to him Nothing more valuable to him Than his iman And Nabi ﷺ is expressing this in a very strong tone That la None of you is a believer It's a very very strong term That what a person regards as his most precious asset He's lost it Who According to one narration, Who I am not more beloved to him than his own self, than his parents, than his children, and all of mankind put together, until I am not more beloved, he does not have iman. Now, this is something that the muhaddithin and the scholars then explain to us, This is negating the perfection of Iman, the strength of Iman, it's negating the quality of Iman. It does not mean that the Iman in itself has been negated, that a person is no more within the fold of Islam, that is not what is meant. But there is a very strong message in it, that it is being expressed in this kind of manner, that initially a person listening to it gets this doubt also in his mind. Is it Iman itself that has been negated? So the importance of the lesson in it becomes apparent with the manner in which it has been expressed. So when this is how essential this Muhammad is, this love is, it is therefore important to know what this love is supposed to entail. What is the reality of this love? So according to some muhaddithin, this is it is an intellectual love that is required from a person. Intellectually, that he has this love of Nabi ﷺ dominant over anything and everything else. Now what does this mean intellectually? That in his heart and mind he knows that there is nobody more beloved than Nabi ﷺ. And how will this unfold in day-to-day life? That when there is something that is contradicting the dictates of the love of Rasulullah Allah's Nabi has taught something Allah's Nabi practiced something He encouraged us to do something in a certain way and now there is something else that is contradicting it something else is demanding that we do it otherwise so what do we give preference to at that time do we give preference to the way of Rasulullah or to the way of others that will be the yardstick to measure that is the love of Nabi Islam dominant or somebody else's love is dominant or the love of some other way of life is dominant so this is all one explanation that the ulama al-kiram give but others say that this is not what is required this is not what is meant this is obvious this goes without saying what is required is a degree of natural love That a person has, for example, natural love for his children. That love is so natural that if he wants to take it out also, he can't take it out. Sometimes, Allah Ta'ala forbid, some child has become very rebellious. And the parent has become so fed up to such an extent now, it has gone on so long, that eventually he says, you get out of the house. Now he got the child out of the house, but he can't get him out of the heart. After having got him out of the house, he is in a greater turmoil than the child himself. He got the child out of the house, he can't sleep inside. It hasn't made his life any easier. So he managed to get him out of the premises and out of the house, but he can't get him out of the heart. If he wants to get him out of the heart, he can't. That is as a result of the natural love that exists between parent and child type of natural love which exists between child and parents. The parent kicks the child out, he's outside, he thinks for a while that okay, now I, I can do what I want. But after a day or two, he also is pining to go back home. My parents, after all, my parents, nobody else will be able to replace my parents for me. So that natural love that exists between parent and child, between child and parents, between other relationships that are of close bond. That type of natural love is required for Rasulullah sallallahu now, so. now the question comes, and how can this be possible? That this is something apparently out of our control. The child and parent relationship is something natural, because the child is born, the parents have brought the child up, all this has happened jointly, so that bond grows up, builds up, and it becomes a natural love. How can this happen? Nabi Wasallam? centuries later we have come and we have been asked to have this natural love for him. So is this something that is within our capacity? Are we being told to do something beyond what is our capacity? Allah Ta'ala does not make us comp- or compel us to do something beyond our capacity. لا الله إلا This is well within our capacity. How? This is something that is clear-cut, clear as daylight. We see it happening all the time, all around us. That while this love in itself might not be something natural immediately, but the means to make it natural are within our capacity. And a person adopts those means, then he will adopt and he will acquire this natural love. And when this natural love comes in the heart of a person, this is the driving force within him then nobody has to tell him anything. That he will be driven from within. What are these means? The means of love. We see this happening all around us all the time. One of the means of love is Jamal, beauty. A person gets attracted by beauty. Whether it is beauty in human or in inanimate things person gets attracted by the beauty of some car, he is now working day and night, amassing whatever he can, because he wants to buy that car, That has gone to his heart, he's dreaming about it, while he's sleeping also, he's dreaming and he's daydreaming also. That has become his day and night purpose in life. So beauty has an attraction. And who could have ever possessed, and nobody did ever possess, more beauty than Rasulullah But a person requires to be sitting and thinking about this, to ponder over it. The time is very limited, and there's no time to go into the details. But one or two hadith of this, in this regard, Hazrat Anas says, one night I came out, it was a moonlit night. And there I could see the full moon in all its splendor. And suddenly I see Rasulullah also standing outside. It says, فَجَعَلْتُ إِلَيْهِ وَإِلَى الْقَمَرِ I began looking at the Mubarak countenance, the Mubarak face of Rasulullah And then I would turn and look at the moon. And I did this several times. And eventually my heart testified, فَلَهُ وَأَحْسَنُ عِنْدِي مِنَ الْقَمَرِ Indeed, Nabi Prophet had more beauty than the moon. Also, he says, ma masistu di bajan wala hariran al jannah min kafi rasuli sallallahu. al-ma'asim." I've never touched any silk that was softer than the mubarak palm of Rasulullah ﷺ. O ma shamin raihatan atyab min raihati Nabi sallallahu <laughs> alayhi wasallam. I've never smelt any fragrance that was more sweeter smelling than the natural fragrance of the body of Rasulullah Even when he didn't apply any itar, his natural fragrance was more sweeter smelling than any fragrance in the world. And Hazrat Hassan bin Sabit he sums it all up in the very well-known poem of his My eyes I have never seen somebody more handsome than you. And no woman has given birth to any child which has more beauty than you. خُلِقْتَ مِّن كُلِّ عَيْبٍ كَأَنَّكَ قَدْ خُلِقْتَ You have been created free from every kind of deficiency. Every fault, every blemish, you are totally free from it. As if you were created the way you wanted to be created. So when Nabi ﷺ has the greatest degree of jamal and beauty, and this is something which is a common factor, that beauty has a great attraction, and people fall in love blindly over beauty. After a while they discover that this was only surface beauty. Behind the surface sometimes, they discover that there is a totally different picture. But this is the reality. So when Nabi Salasim has the greatest degree of Jamal, and beauty that Allah has blessed him, that if a person has understood this, he has digested it. He has brought it down in his heart. He has read about this repeatedly. He's not reading about all the falling stars of the world. But he's reading about Rasulullah He has acquainted himself with the seerat. And he's reading it repeatedly. Then this will settle in his heart. And he will be attracted to Rasulullah Then the second aspect of muhabbat <coughs> and love, something that drags a person to oh, brings a person deeply into somebody's love is Kamal perfection So perfection our understanding of perfection unfortunately are futile and things that are totally useless of no use to anybody in this dunya and akhirat is off, out of the question but when people imagine some kind of Kamal some kind of achievement some kind of Inver- inverted Koma's perfection in somebody. What kind of perfection? This person can kick a ball between three pieces of wood. He can run around the field. Just last night, Oustad was giving a talk. He says he was in England. One optician was his host. The optician said, just in those days, or just some time before that, there was some footballer who scored some goal. Whatever it was. So he used to wear a particular kind of sunglasses. Now, Because it was a winning goal or whatever the case is, those sunglasses, the type that he used to wear, started selling, flying off the shelf, and he sees what he used to sell for 50 pounds, eventually he started selling for 500 pounds, and that too got sold out. Why? Because that person managed to score a goal, so now if he wears a particular kind of sunglasses, so now this is how blind we become then we go to look through the same sunglasses this is so called perfection what it helps anybody and looking through those sunglasses will it improve any vision out in the world but no because that person in our imagination has some kind of perfection I go to do what he does and I go to dress how he dresses and I go to make my appearance like him we haven't understood Rasulullah sallallahu we haven't appreciated Rasulullah. We haven't learned about him. And therefore, we have no desire within us to make ourselves like him. So, the Kamal that Allah Ta'ala has blessed to the greatest level is the Kamal that Nabi had. And the greatest Kamal that a person can have after Iman is the Kamal and perfection of character. This is what makes a person. Person is not; doesn't become valuable by what he possesses outside. It's what he possesses inside. And in Naka la Allah Taala gives the test, the testimony about Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself, that you have the greatest good character, the most perfect good character. And then in every other aspects, Allah Taala had blessed him with the perfection, par excellence, in his physical self, in his strength. In his bravery, in his hospitality, in his humility, in his generosity. Ma قَالَ لِي uffin قَتْتُ Nabi didn't say anything, any servant also didn't say "uff" to him once. Can we imagine? Anas ﷺ says, I was in the service of Rasulullah for 10 long years. And in that 10 long years, Ma قَالَ لِي uffin he didn't say to me, Uff, once. Why wouldn't then, despite the fact that Hazrat Zayd bin Sabid despite the fact that he was a slave, but he says, I will not leave Nabi Sallam for anything. I can leave my parents, I can leave my family, but I will remain with Nabi s.a.w. despite being a slave. Why? Because of this akhlaq. And this is the akhlaq that brings people into Islam and Deen. And with his family. Nabi Islam says, li-ahlihi wa ana khayrukum li The best among you is the one who is best to his wife. There's a yardstick for us to see how good we are. Everybody likes to be good. Nabi Islam says, the best among you is the one who is best to his wife. Obviously within the limits of Shariat and Deen. Not that we are dictators and commanders. khayrukum li Nobody can compare with Nabi wa in how he treated his wives. Despite being the one who had the greatest amount of responsibility and the greatest amount of pressure of every kind, Nabi said, I didn't shirk in this regard as well. Some person comes to ask for something, whatever he had, Nabi wa gave it on the spot. He never refused anything, that was the level of his generosity. <laughs> the Pope says, had it not been for tashahud, you has got to say, Allah ilaha illallah. Then every law would have been Naam. Then there wouldn't have been any law in the vocabulary of Nabi. But la ilaha, that is something that cannot be dispensed with. One has to negate every deity that is besides Allah, all the false deities. So this was his perfection in every regard. So if a person understands this, realizes this, reads about it, repeatedly reminds himself about it, puts himself in, those, in that company which revives this all the time, then this will settle in his heart. And together with the realization of the Jamal of Nabi and the Kamal of Nabi the third means of muhabbat, and something that drags a person's heart, is muhabbat-e-ihsani, احسان, favor. Somebody does us a favor, our heart after a while becomes totally uh, helpless. It cannot help but move out towards the person. That is the effect of Ihsan. Somebody has repeatedly been doing us some favor, and one cannot help but love him. Who could have done us a greater favor than Rasulullah? Everything is dependent on that great personality of Nabi ﷺ. لَمَا la Allah says, had it not been for you, I would not have created this whole creation. And then all these sacrifices that Nabi ﷺ underwent, so that today we could be sitting in the house of Allah. We could be taking the name of Allah. We could know what is the reality of deen and iman. We could be knowing what is taharat. Otherwise Allah, forbid. there are people in this world who regard it as an, something of an achievement to drink the urine of cows. But this is a sadaqah of Rasulullah so We know what is taharat. People regard themselves as clean when they are in the highest state of impurity. Nabi so blessed us with this. He blessed us with what is haya. What is shame and modesty. Otherwise the world out there doesn't know what is modesty and shame. Unity is an achievement. The worst kind of shamelessness has become an achievement out in the world. Allah's Nabi blessed us with this great iman and Islam, this deen of Islam, where a person understands reality. All this is his favor. And what untold sacrifices he had to make in order to get this to us. See his own family being persecuted, himself being mercilessly persecuted. And Sheikh Abhi Talib, for almost three years, totally ostracized. Nobody would buy anything from them. Nobody would sell anything to them. Nobody would associate with them. Sometimes for months on end, there would be nothing to eat. They would eat the leaves of trees. So that we could have iman today. This is the ihsan of Rasulullah sallallahu But we haven't learned about it. We haven't read about it. We heard about it sometime in passing and then a few hours later we forgot about it and carried on with life. Because we had so much to read in terms of all the futile people of the world. Those who have done nothing for us in terms of deen or nothing for us in terms of anything else as well. But we have had the time to read about their lives. And we have had the time to read about all kinds of haram things but to read about the life of Rasulullah that we haven't had the time. As a result, we don't have this natural love. And when all these things will gather together, the hubbe jamali, hubbe kamali, and hubbe ihsani, then this will elevate this muhabbat to hubbe imani. The muhabbat which is generated from iman itself. And this is the muhabbat that the the sahaba kiram had which is beyond even that natural love that exists between parent and child. <coughs> As a result, when Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul, the, munafiq, the leader of the Munafiqeen, when he uttered some kind of words in in an insult to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his own son comes, who was a Sahabi, he comes to Nabi Sallallahu and he says, I have heard that my father made this insulting remark against you you permit me i will go and bring his head and present it to you that that natural bond which exists between father and son that now became left aside because the love of nabi sallallahu was beyond that as well hadith khansa radiallahu ta'ala anha she is being told that your son has passed been martyred she wants to know how is nabi sallallahu your brother has been martyred how is nabi sallallahu and eventually when after being told about this person, that person from your family have all been martyred, she's only asking one question how is Nabi? Salaam? When she finally sees him safe and sound, she utters the statement which has become written in history and gold, so to say, <clears throat> After seeing you safe and sound, every other difficulty has become very easy for me. I can bear everything else as long as you are safe and sound. This was the muhabbat-e-imani beyond everything else. So how will this come? By bringing these things into our life. Understanding it. By putting ourselves in those gatherings where people, (coughs) together with people who have this true love of Rasulullah By being in the environments of deen. By bringing alive the sunnah of Nabi in our lives. Daily one-one sunnah. Each sunnah has great nur in it. Light up our lives. As Aisha Siddiqah says that once I was threading a needle and it was slightly dark and I was having a battle threading this needle. And at that time Rasulullah s.a.w. entered in the glow of his Mubarak body. I easily thread that needle. This was the natural glow and light that his Zat and his Mubarak self had. That natural light of the Zat and the Mubarak self of Rasulullah Wasallam that has moved out of this world, that has moved into the next realm. But that light, which is in every sunnah of Nabi ﷺ, that is still with us. Bring the sunnahs alive and see what light it brings alive in our hearts. What light it will bring alive in our, in, into our homes. The sunnahs, we take it as grant, for granted, simple things, we say, well, all these small, small things, now That toad is very dangerous, small, small things. It is as if we are Uh, trivializing the sunnah of Rasulullah every sunnah whether it pertains to eating, to sleeping to drinking, to walking, to talking and all the bigger things sunnahs of character and akhlaq sunnahs of all of of business sunnahs of social social interaction sunnahs of salah sunnahs of taharat every sunnah has tremendous lure in it, tremendous light in it and we are all the time in this despair like a person in darkness he doesn't know which way to turn because there is no light in our lives and forever a person in darkness is concerned and worried and in anxiety because he doesn't know what's coming from which direction but when the light comes on, he's at ease let us put the light on in our lives by bringing the sunnah alive by bringing Guru Sharif alive in our lives today is the day of Jumu'ah. how much Durud have we already recited? The Hadith Sharif it is mentioned the person who decides Guru Sharif hundred times daily, Allah Taala will fulfil hundred of his needs. Thirty of it will suffice for this world, seventy will be stored for the Akhirat. So daily hundred times Guru Sharif, how much time does it take? And the shortest form of Guru Sharif, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, with muhabbat, with great love, with great respect and honour, like a person presenting a very very valuable gift to a very great personality not like somebody throwing something somewhere do this hundred times daily and see what difference it brings to our lives this will bring the light on into our hearts, bring the light on into our homes and then see how the peace and sukun comes dunya is a dunya challenges are with everybody but with all those challenges there will be peace and sukun the light will be on when the light is on a person can see what is coming from where, he knows how to handle it but if he is in darkness, he doesn't know what's coming from which direction. And if nothing is coming also, he is in anxiety. So we need to bring the light on, the light on in our hearts, the light on in our lives, that will come by following the way of life of Rasulullah him, making his ittiba, bringing his love, that bringing that natural love into our hearts, by acquiring all these things that we've discussed, reading about his sirat from authentic sources, discussing with the ulema kiram, what are the authentic sources that we should refer to, and repeatedly reading this, not indulging in all the other futile things. Just today somebody sent me one little article that the scientists have now discovered. When a person reads a novel that already affects his mind for many days, it makes him start rethinking things. He read it for just leisure. But it realigns his mind. Now we are reading about all the falling, percent- falling stars of the world. So it makes us also start falling. Let us read about that ever bright star that sun that is shining forever. forever. And let us bring our life in accordance with sunnah of Rasulullah For this we have to get ourselves in those environments. Alhamdulillah, the work of Dawat and Tabligh. The ta'aleem that takes place in the masjid. All this is towards the same direction. How to bring this life of Nabi Wasallam alive in our lives. This too will going to become part of. Then from time to time, the various programs that take place inshallah. Tomorrow in some Sunford Masjid in Phoenix from Asr till Ishad al Islahi Jalsa, for the same purpose, how to bring this into our lives, how to become conscious of who Nabi Islam is, and how to make him the most beloved personality in our lives, and following his life, become the most beloved thing to us. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a topic and we should try the ten. May Allah give us all.